morning. Once again, I want to wish you all a happy Father's Day. This is now my third Father's Day on the receiving end as a father myself. I'm also honored this morning to have my father sitting here with us. And so as I prepared uh, this sermon, I tried to think how I could incorporate Father's Day into, uh, into, the, pas- into the, the sermon and how the passage spoke to Father's Day. And I came across the verse, Fathers will give their children over unto death, and death their children, and, and children their fathers over to death. And I was perplexed. <laughs> it may seem that today's gospel message is an odd choice for this Father's Day. But we must read Scripture as it is, holy and undefiled. We must always read it reverently, sitting underneath its teachings. And so as I continued to read the passage, continued to wrestle with it, I tried turning to the Psalms, and it was just this difficult. I realized that as I looked closely And as I placed these texts in their context, I saw a wonderful picture of fatherhood, a picture of the ultimate father who is in heaven, by whom every dad here on earth gets his title, a picture of the father in heaven who sent his one and only begotten son in love to redeem us, his adopted children. Wow, what a good, good father. Two weeks ago, uh, Father Tripp gave us a sermon called, Who is God? on Trinity Sunday. And last week, he asked the question, who are we as God's people? This week, I want us to look at who is the world and who is the father of this world? See, Matthew, what makes it a difficult passage is that he paints a very real and gritty and honest picture of the world as we see it today. It is a world under the usurping father, Satan. But that is not the whole story. Matthew does not stop there. He continues, and he tells us that the true Father is more powerful and more terrifying and far more caring than that usurping Father. God, our Father, has the power to kill both our bodies and our souls in hell. Woof. But then whiplash, this same Father cares for us more than he cares for many sparrows whom he protects day in and day out, who he feeds day in and day out. He cares for us so much that he knows the number of hairs that are on the top of our heads. As I get older, that means more and more to me. As I get, as the number of hairs on top of my head change, I realize that God, my Father, our Father, knows me every day as I change. When I wake up in the morning, I might have one number, and then I brush my hair, I have another number, I go through the day, maybe more grow, 
I have another number. Throughout my day, God cares for me and knows me more than I know myself. And Romans also paints a picture of this world, the world around us, out there, as we see it. Paul tells us that this world is fallen. It is a world that is fallen, but is coming to an end. And that is good news, brothers and sisters, because a new age has dawned with Jesus Christ. It is an age uh, where the sons and the daughters of light will reign in life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so, I want us to take a moment to look out at the world around us, to take a deep drink of the many trespasses that have bled out from Adam's fall, as Paul tells us in Romans. The evil that is in our streets, the sickness that is in our homes, the hardness that may be in our hearts. It is bitter gall. It is a sour vinegar. It is infuriating sometimes. And seemingly hopeless toil, maybe. But it is real. And it is right in front of us every single day. And so we cannot ignore it. I just want to give us a moment of silence to lift the hard things of life up to God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Well, how has the world gotten to this point? Brothers and sisters, Romans tells us this morning that the world is evil, not because they out there are evil, but because we are evil. All of us, they and us, have been born of the same Father, Adam. It says in Romans 5:17, death has reigned because of Adam's trespass. But again, that is not the whole story. This is going to lead to good news. Because Adam, our first father, is not like our heavenly father. And we learn in Romans that the world is being made new because you and I are being made new. I do not know what this new world is going to be like exactly when heaven comes to earth finally, but I do know that it will be beyond our wildest dreams. We will all be surprised. We will be surprised at the timing, and we will be surprised at the gifting given to us. No one will be disappointed. The gospel passage tells us that some may be ashamed as they hear Christ deny them before the Father. But even they will recognize the goodness and justice and mercy of our Holy Father. They will not be disappointed. 
And so as we look forward to that new hope that we have of heaven coming on earth, when he will make all things new, when he will wash away every sickness, when we will greet our Father face to face, we see the leaves of the tree of life. We see the leaves of the tree of life which are for the healing of the nations. And they will heal the physical, the systemic, the socio-political, the cultural scars that we see around us and in our homes. And Jesus, our King, will heal them all. And so, let's pause again and let's get practical for just a second. The one trespass, Paul tells us, the one trespass of Adam has led to the many sins, to the sins of many. And so, since we are among the many, I want us to search our hearts, brothers and sisters. In this time of quarantine, perhaps you stay home, or perhaps you go out. What you do is not what I want to get at, but rather, why? I want you to search your heart for the reason behind it. Is it holy? Is it love? Perhaps you wear a mask when you go out, or you don't. Why? You protest, you go out and pray, or you loot, or you vote for whom and for what? What is in your heart as you do these things? Almighty God, to you all hearts are open. All desires known and from you no secrets are hid. He knows the reason why. Let's bring our desires this morning to God's altar here. Let's sacrifice them before him this morning like a child who toddles up into his father's lap on Father's Day with a doodle that he has drawn. Our God Almighty can change that little doodle into poetry, into artwork, and he can bless that gift and make it holy. As we offer up our desires, indeed our very selves here to God on this Father's Day, He extends to us the same. For on this day, on every day, God gives us His very self as a gift because we live on the visited planet. We live on the visited planet, as C.S. Lewis called it. God our Father has offered up to us God Himself. He sent into this world the Son of God so that Jesus would begin to make every sad thing come untrue, as Tolkien tells us. And finally, brothers and sisters, we read in Matthew that we are the sent ones. We read in Matthew that we have been sent to follow the shepherd who went before us into the wolves. We are sent to look like and to show forth our love among the fallen and the broken and those who do not have any answer. 
We are sent to go out among the wolves and find the sheep that is in wolf's clothing or the sheep that is being devoured unjustly. We are sent out to seek and to bring salvation to the world, the salvation of Jesus Christ poured out for many. And so it is our task today to follow the shepherd because we are already being saved, to begin with our neighbors, our family members, and to love the lost. And when we relentlessly rely on Jesus and trust that his promises to us are good, when we rest in our baptism, even when we don't feel it, knowing that we have been sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever, a forever promise, then we can begin to be released from our fears, to be set free to love God as children of the promise and to love our neighbors as fallen brothers. And on the days when it seems too hard, we confess and we go to the altar of grace. We draw near to God's real presence here and we receive a tangible grace that confirms that our names have been written in the book of life that we have been preserved for the day of healing rest. Brothers and sisters, we are the sent ones, living on the visited planet. And so let us hope together in the new world. Amen.